0: Is another edition of this week in fantasy a week seven edition. So let's get to it. As always, it is my pleasure to welcome in my guy. You can follow him on Twitter at Sigmund Bloom and follow his work over at footballguys.com. The best in the business, as far as I'm concerned, and a lot of people are concerned. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Sigmund Bloom. Sig, what's up, brother?
1: We're getting to that war of attrition part of the season. You can feel it. Uh, It's changing. And it's happening in fantasy football leagues, too. And look, any team that's two and four or better in the NFL is still plenty alive. Even one or five in your fantasy league is still alive. You see it every week. Different landmines blowing up. Sometimes it's your team. Sometimes it's someone else's team. But uh, just like in the NFL, perseverance is rewarded in fantasy football.
0: Yeah, and to Sigmund's point, you're alive, but if you're two and four, if you're one and five, every week matters like none before. You have to play to win every week because, um, you know, it it can close on you in a hurry. And uh, a lot of buy... Go ahead, what were you saying Let it,
1: let it, let the adrenaline flow. I mean, part of the reason we liked fantasy football at the very beginning is it's something like having a little piece of the football experience, but it's personal. So you know, like you're you're getting up for your game every week, um, and you can get on a winning streak, and you can turn your season around the same way that you might want your favorite team to.
0: Oh, I love this. Yes, yes, you build on each win. It's like doing a way. spell.
1: It's like sorcery. It's like like, like <laughs> magic, right? You're casting your little spell with your team so that it rubs off on the team that you love.
0: I love it. Let's let's make some magic, Sigma. All right, uh, there are some series bye weeks this team. Some fantasy relevant players here: the Panthers, the Browns, the Steelers, and the Bucks. So let's dive in. Uh, for those who don't know, Sigma Night. Dive through the entire slate of games. This case, the Week Seven slate, and then the level of fun going inside the mind, the soul. Going inside Sigmund Bloom. It'll be a lot of fun. All right, that uh, that that sounded dirtier than I I meant (laughs) it to,
1: Sigmund. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, all right, let's, on the couch so
0: yeah exactly yeah all right uh let's dive in starting with the thursday nighter a uh beleaguered kansas city chiefs team heading in to take on a resurgent broncos team sigmund uh what do you make of this one
1: yeah fun here again denver one of those two and four teams that's still alive if they can come out of this game with a win and put a third straight loss on kansas city they're very much still alive so on the kansas city side we're not gonna have sammy watkins tyree kill obviously you're gonna to play. The backfield's a mess. I think they still have to sort that out before we trust them. Uh, I, I think that even outside of the McCole Hardman, you know Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson are harder to trust because Patrick Mahomes is affected by his ankle. You can see it. He isn't dangerous as a runner. He doesn't have that pinpoint accuracy with his funky short stop mechanics. Uh, he's still very, very good. You're not benching Patrick Mahomes. But you're not necessarily expecting the big numbers, partially because James the league sees it now Kansas City's run defense Is their soft underbelly And they wear down And this is the other thing Their poor tackling they make mistakes. They're undisciplined. So keep that Kansas City defense on the field and keep testing them, and you will find the cracks. And I would expect in this game we're going to see a ton of Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Uh, you may be me a little more inclined to play Freeman than you normally would, and Lindsay. This is his chance to be that engine for the team that he has been. Uh, so Cortland Sutton's still a safe play. Uh, we'll see if Emmanuel Sanders plays. We'll see if he gets traded eventually. This is a really intriguing game because. Yes, is, I was thinking the same thing for the Broncos and the Chiefs because honestly, you know, to Chiefs, we would have said a few weeks ago, James, it's Kansas City and New England. Well, sure. now it's any number of teams in the AFC. And Kansas City, if they lose this game, forget about are they going to go to the AFC Championship game and win or go to the Super Bowl? Are they going to go to the playoffs? Because once teams smell that weakness, then they relish the opportunity to rub your face in it
0: yeah and on the Broncos side really fascinating because they're a team that you know if they do lose this game maybe could consider selling off some of those pieces the Chris Harris's and dare I say the Von Miller probably not but they've said before people could be available so really interesting game on both sides I agree with you to start off on Thursday night all right let's head to the Sunday slate and we started off with the team that speaking of trades made quite a bang segment the uh, Jalen Ramsey led Los Angeles Rams heading to take on the can't buy a win Atlanta Falcons Dan Quinn's career hit there on life support segment what do you think about this one
1: Get players in this game in your lineup. This is yes. one of those games that, when in doubt, you want a piece of this game. So Atlanta's defense is the welcome mat of the league at this point. So Jared Goff's going to have a bounce-back week. Woods and Cooks and uh is going to have a bounce-back week. E- even if you're looking for a tight end, Gerald Everett, is someone to look at. He got free deep last week and Goff just missed him. Everything works against Atlanta's defense, including in the running game. Will we see Todd Gurley? Look, even if Gurley is active, once he missed time last year, no matter what the Rams said, we didn't know if he was going to be active. And if he was active, we didn't know how much he was going to play and how well he was going to play. So I'm very wary of Todd Gurley this week. Uh, if he doesn't play, I'm looking at Malcolm Brown. He actually got off to a hot start last week, and then the San Francisco defense put the clamps on him. And Daryl Henderson, you can go back and watch a couple of his runs that show that he has a burst that they need to find a way to harness and benefit from. I don't know if they're going to do that, but as what-the-heck flex if Gurley is out on that fast track in Atlanta. We could certainly see that come to fruition. On the Atlanta side, we're not sure if Jalen Ramsey's going to play or not. I would guess that you're still going to put Julio Jones in either way. Uh, Calvin Ridley on Troy Hill. They like Troy Hill. They're comfortable with him as their number two corner. But Calvin Ridley's coming on. Of course, Austin Hooper's looking good. Even Devontae Freeman because of his involvement in the passing game. Uh, the Rams run defense is pretty stout against San Francisco, uh, but I think this could be a wide open game, a lot of scoring and one that is going to inflate some players that maybe you don't usually consider in your lineup into startable players.
0: All right, Sigmund from one of the best, if not best games from a fantasy perspective of the week to definitively the worst dolphins Uh, bills. (laughs) Ugh. Ugh, uh, like, bill's defense is a great play. I'm sure there are a couple of bills in there, but uh, what do you think about this? Monday
1: night, Pittsburgh and Miami next week, by the way, uh, all the Halloween terrors. Uh, This one seems like it would be more fitting if it was played in a blizzard or something, right? Um, (laughs) Yes, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick returns to Buffalo. We all have this exercise every week of trying to figure out things to talk about when we're talking about the Miami game. It's a three-headed backfield now. It's a three-headed passing attack with Albert Wilson. Really, what you're looking at here is Josh Allen. as a very good play. Uh, Devin Singletary's healthy again. He and Frank Gore are both good flex plays this week. John Brown showed up with a groin limited on practice on Wednesdays. So we're going to have to track that. And, you know, maybe Duke Williams, the CFL convert, uh, could be someone to look at if Brown is out or Cole Beasley, because still generally everything works against the Miami defense. Um, and Buffalo is a fun team to watch. And James's larger trend. It seems like these teams that are overachieving: Buffalo, San Francisco, Carolina, mm-hmm. it's because they want to win in the trenches. It's because they want to win every physical battle because they want to bring a physicality it's like old Steelers football bring a physicality to every snap to every encounter and eventually those things accumulate those forcing your will on your opponent accumulates and you wear them down and you win uh and I, I like seeing that attitude that program rewarded for guys like Sean McDermott there's some a Philly connection for you. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Shanahan, uh, Ron Rivera, you know, these programs, I, I think as much as the NFL is, we're intellectualizing it. I still think it's a physical game at its heart.
0: Yeah. I, I love that point. Uh, and those not the Niners, man, they've looked incredibly physical. All right, Sigmund, uh, this one, a, uh, another less than exciting game, but some interesting fantasy relevant storylines. The, Minshew-led Jags. Hopefully, Minshew Mania is back this week against... Uh, I used Hapless before. What's worse than Hapless? I don't the know. Bengals segment.
1: The Bengals. Uh, it, it, brother, can you spare a corner? The, <laughs> and I know it's filled up. He's like, tell us about it. But look, yeah, the Bengals no, are both of their starters. Us. You're better off than Cincinnati right now. So it is going to be Minshew Mania, Baby Chark, D.D. Westbrook. We have to come up with some snappy nickname for him, too. Leonard Fournette. You know, and the Jags, even though they traded away their best player in Jalen Ramsey, their season's not over. They're, they're fine. They're 2-4, and four, uh, and w- really what should, we should be asking is, where is Nick Foles going to get traded to? Uh, a point made by one of my favorite football talking buddies, uh, Eric Stoner, that keep Foles in the mystery box. Teams like mystery boxes. Just let Minshew play for the rest of the year. <laughs> On the Cincinnati side, I don't know if we can trust any Cincinnati player. The line is deteriorating. Tyler Boyd didn't come through for us last week in a decent matchup against Baltimore You know, Audentate is probably going to see some A.J. Boye in this game. Joe Mixon, he may still be a really good running back, but he's running in wet cement uh, behind this line in this offense. The biggest question for me when I look at Cincinnati now is when will we see Ryan Finley? Because this team is on their way to a top five pick. So they might want to see what they have in, in their fourth rounder from this year.
0: Yeah, they're on their way to a, a battle with the Dolphins so far, Sigmund. Uh, all right, moving on. This one, a uh, a better game, a more interesting game, as the uh, Vikings heading in to take on a Lions team that got screwed oh. about as bad as you can get screwed the other night, Sigmund.
1: This is where Detroit versus everybody comes from right?
0: Yeah, well, I think it's also everyone versus the refs, because holy
1: fucking shit, Sigmund, yeah. that's all I'm going to say. Is bad. I mean, and why is it always something to do with Aaron Rodgers? Um, it's, yeah. We did have the fail Mary.
0: It's Aaron Rodgers or the Cowboys, it always yeah. feels
1: like. generally it seems that way, doesn't it? Huh. Huh. This is not going to be a great game for fantasy, but this no. excellent game. Again, for, you know, potentially season-altering for both of these teams. You want to see how Detroit responds. You're going to play On Johnson. You're going to play Kenny Galladay. He's going to have a tough matchup with Xavier Rhodes. Um, TJ Hawkinson's right on the edge there. He gets a lot of chances to score touchdowns. Can't keep his hands on them, though. still keeps them in consideration. On the Minnesota side, did Mike Zimmer uh, turn over a new leaf by coming out aggressive in the passing game? You know, listening, was it Kevin Stefanski or who knows? uh, Gary Kubiak whispering in his ears and come out aggressive passing. Now, Detroit... Is not sorry, Philadelphia. When it comes to cornerbacks, <laughs> uh, so I don't. That's
0: fair, Sigmund. These two it's teams fair. are. We have no retort.
1: Be very conservative. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, look, I'm a Steelers fan, so I.
0: It is I, I what it, it is, my friend. I, I can yeah, take it. We, we, we,
1: yeah, uh, we, we get it. Uh, so you know, a lot of they're gonna probably yoke galvin cook and alexander madison just like detroit's gonna yoke carry on johnson this looks to me like a 13 10 game it's gonna come down to maybe jamal agnew returning a, a punt for a touchdown or a, a sack strip fumble by everson griffin that's returned you know something like that is gonna turn this game i do not expect a lot of offensive fireworks
0: all right sigmund you mentioned aaron Rodgers. he's home for what seems to be the eight billionth in a row game as the uh, Three and two Raiders heading to town. Sigmund, what's yeah. your uh, fantasy outlook
1: on so this? So, what's thing? fun about this one again is you know John Gruden, coach of the year. Um, <laughs> oh well, man! No, but look.
0: No, I'm I'm not I'm
1: not saying
0: no. I'm just saying what a crazy I know. thought.
1: And they're three and two. They beat Indianapolis in Indianapolis. They beat Chicago and they out physical Chicago. And They're talking about winning those individual physical battles. It was really impressive what they were able to do. How were they able to do it? Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs grew up in London. I know a lot of people probably didn't see that game. Go back and watch it. He looked magnificent. Magnificent. A jump-spin move. I can't remember another jump-spin move. I don't even know what the buttons are in Madden you would use to (laughs) spin move. He looks great, and and they're going to give him as much as he can handle. And that's what you do against green Bay's defense. We saw... Your Philadelphia Eagles do that with Jordan Howard uh, and then take your shot strategically in the passing game to finish drives. But you don't necessarily want to test their pass defense or allow Zadarius and Preston Smith to tee off. Uh, so I think that it, it's going to now Aaron Rodgers. So you, on the Oakland side, you can still play Darren Waller. Although watch out for Foster Moreau. Tyrell Williams is still banged up. He's got plantar fasciitis. He says it's not getting better over the bye. And uh, the rookie Foster Moreau is coming on really athletic to two tight end sets make a lot of sense for the Raiders right now on the Packers side. Aaron Rodgers is about quarterback 12 or 13 for me this week. Not an automatic start. I don't know if we're going to see Toronto Allison. I don't think we're going to see Devontae Adams. You might play Marcus Valdez Gantling hoping for a long touchdown. Um, I hope the Packers stop playing Jimmy Graham. It's just sad. You know, it's like watching a ghost of a player out there. Jay Sternberger is going to get activated in a few weeks. That could be interesting, their third-round pick. Um, It's going to be Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. I think they should run their offense through the backfield. I think they're both good plays. I would expect Aaron Jones to get a little better side of that half, but I think we're looking closer to a, a running back by committee. But this is a real interesting game because Green Bay is feeling great. You know, the refs delivered their win on Monday night or whatever. Oakland's going to come in and give them all they can handle, I think. This is not an Oakland team that's a pushover or a little sister anymore. John Gruden has these guys playing well-coached, good football, and I, I respect this to be a really competitive game.
0: All right, Sigmund. Speaking of competitive games, the AFC South battle that will decide who's in first place after the Texans heading in to take yeah. on the Colts coming off a of bye. What do you think about this Can I just say I want
1: both of these teams in the playoffs?
0: You know, yeah, I like them both too. I especially like the Frank Reich like uh, Colts, but yes. I'm a fan of both.
1: I'm and How can you not be a fan of Deshaun Watson? And it's really oh, awesome. The Texans have really taken on his personality in a a way that they're 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 not boisterous or or um braggadocious or 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 cocky. They just play with this quiet smoldering intensity that Deshaun Watson like lights the fuse of, And DeAndre Hopkins too. So, uh I don't like the Minnesota-Detroit game. I don't expect this to be a freewheeling offensive showdown. I expect it to be a lot of running. You saw, again, uh, Carlos Hyde and Marlon Mack the last two weeks against Kansas City rack up those carries and really push the defense into submission. Carlos Hyde becomes a flex play on this. Keep Will Fuller in. He had three potential touchdowns touch his hands last week. At least one of them was a bad drop. Uh, keep Deshaun Watson, obviously, in DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and even if you have to go for a desperation tight end, Darren Fells looks pretty good. Real tough to bring down after the catch. They're using him a lot more. On the Indy side, well, one of the fantasy football truisms is... T.Y. Hilton is going to go off against the Texans. And now I think Jonathan Joseph is their healthiest corner, and he's not very healthy. So, again, if we look around the league right now, the war of attrition, James, how's your offensive line? Yeah, buddy. How's your offensive line? How are your cornerbacks? Houston's having a problem there. Uh, Indy's coming off a bye. Uh, This is going to be a really fun game. I like Marlon Mack in this one, too, now that he's rested. Um, I, I think these teams are going to play one of those back and forth who has the ball last kind of game. And it might be one for Jacoby Brissett to grow up a little bit and maybe have to have the game on his shoulders. But I have a feeling that the Texans are the team right now that are, they're hitting their stride. Give Frank Reich two weeks to come up with a game plan though. Yeah. This, this is some, uh, get out your popcorn stuff here.
0: Yeah. From get out your popcorn to get out your whatever tastes horrible, Barf. uh, Car- Cardinals, Giants, Sigmund. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Well, for
1: fantasy football, it could be fun.
0: Yeah, there's some, some guys. Saquon could be back, right? That looks good.
1: Yeah, Kyler Murray's going to be a great play. I don't think Christian Kirk's going to be back. So that keeps Chase Edmonds in our what-the-heck flex zone. Um, and we'll see about David Johnson and that back issue. Once we hear back issues come up for a player, you keep checking in week to week because you don't know when it's going to pop up. Remember, Marshawn Lynch one time was scratched right before a game. Uh, so keep that on, on, on your mind. On the Giants' side, Daniel Jones becomes a little more attractive because of the Arizona defense, although they are getting Patrick Peterson back this week. Uh, they are going to get Saquon Barkley back, probably going to get Evan Ingram back. Um, Golden Tate is uh, still a solid play here, as I don't expect Sterling Shepard to be back, and Patrick Peterson probably will be outside on Darius Slayton, the rookie. So I like, hey, the Cardinals can move up, I believe, to three to 500, 3-3-1. Three, three, one, one. So they're not dead and this can it makes sense when it makes sense james for the cardinals offense to get better as the season goes on sure of so course yeah this is, should be a fun game for offense and for daniel jones to see you know now that he's not facing the vikings now that he's not facing the patriots see what he can do against a lower degree of difficulty defense
0: yeah yeah i like that call it should be a fun one yeah obviously first and six picking the draft squaring off that's always fun all right uh, one more game in the one o'clock slate, and it is uh, not a good one, no. Sigmund, as the uh, right. Niners take on the Washington Racist. What do you
1: think, Sigmund? <laughs> love it. Uh, the ritual sacrifice, <laughs> you know. Uh, is 49er insensitive? Like, they have some prospector? With, with, you know? uh, I
0: don't know. I don't know. Uh, not that I know, but I'm sure it's insensitive to somebody, Sigmund.
1: Yeah. I, look, I'm, I'm just <laughs> like this because I'm not sure what to say about this game you know, you like Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida, and this one
0: Niners D a hell of a play
1: this week. Only blow the Buffalo D this week. Uh, and then you have, uh, for the Niners, maybe Dante Pettis, his snaps, his routes, his targets are going up. Debo Samuel's a little banged up. We'll watch George Kittle, but I think he'll be okay on the Washington side. Of course, you're going to have to play Terry McLaurin just because you can see again. Again, last week, by the way, uh, Keenum missed him or he could have had a bigger game, even though he had two touchdowns could have been an even bigger game for him. So that's been fun to watch these Ohio state receivers and everything they're doing. Uh, otherwise, yeah, this is a, a boring game. San Francisco has predictably beat up these tomato cans when he faced them this year.
0: All right, Tigman uh, four o'clock slate, three games in the four o'clock slate. Let's start it off with a, uh, the least exciting of the three as, uh, a potential loser leaves town match, Sigmund. Maybe not quite that far, but uh, Chargers and Titans, both two and four, and uh, losing this one's going to make it tougher one of the two. What do you think about this one from a fantasy perspective?
1: The Chargers, with their offensive line woes, have to be a pass-first offense now. Uh, so that really looks good for Hunter Henry, who was right on the same page with Rivers right away. Mike Williams got a ton of targets, and you can't bench Keenan Allen. On your fantasy team, even though he had a rough evening against the Steelers, uh, Melvin Gordon over Austin Eckler. But they're both more like flex plays at this point because of the offensive line and because the offense pass offense isn't running through the running backs anymore. Now that they have Hunter Henry back, uh, we'll see if Harold Landry and company can get after Philip Rivers the same way the Steelers did on the Tennessee side. Ryan Tannehill. How, where are you at in the it? franchise when Ryan Tannehill is your shot in the arm? Oh, well, we're God. about to find out. You know, I yeah, mean, it, maybe Corey Davis or AJ Brown. Creep onto your radar uh, Delaney Walker, is saying he's elite. So, you know, he's going to throw the ball to Delaney Walker. Right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, Derrick Henry, the Chargers run defense has never been that great. So you're still going to see a lot of Derrick Henry like Derrick Henry in this one. Um, you know, this is the kind of game the Titans hang around in the playoff picture every year because they can win this kind of game. The Chargers miss the playoffs because they lose this kind of game.
0: Sigmund, this next game is the game. It kind of game you look at and you think, you know, into your initial gut instinct, is, ooh, this is a good fantasy game. But yeah, I look at it and I think maybe this could be more of a of a twelve to ten type yeah. of affair. the Saints going to Chicago to take on the Bears? Which way are you leaning on this one?
1: Saints come on man I'm down here in New Orleans now it's required no
0: by I meant in terms of do you think it's gonna be a defensive absolutely. struggle
1: right absolutely a defensive struggle it's crazy Um, and n- n- really the Saints are very comfortable playing that kind of game now
0: I think that's their strength now isn't
1: it, isn't it wild how it, you can watch a team during an NFL season and maybe you take away something from your life uh, that going through adversity, an un- unexpected adversity, you can reinvent yourself and be even better and stronger. Totally, that's it's a good. great point. And that's what the Saints are doing with Teddy Bridgewater and this defense. Will Mitchell Trubisky play this one? We'll see. Uh, and does
0: it even matter, Sigmund? Well, that's a better that they, question.
1: Right? Nick Foles, future Chicago Bear? I don't know, uh, oh buddy. But uh, you know, you look at this one. If Marshawn Lattimore is on Allen Robinson, I don't know if there's any Bear you want to play. Maybe Trey Agreed. Burton, there's a former eagle for you, Trey Burton, maybe. Yeah, and even then, that's if you're really, right. you're bi-week struggles. For 20 yards, and maybe th- yeah. if they can move the ball, but I doubt it. And then on the New Orleans side, you're going to play Michael Thomas, and otherwise, maybe Jared Cook, just because he's getting more involved. Uh, but... Alvin Kamara is not a sure thing for this game. He's got an ankle and a knee issue now. And you look at the Saints schedule. They've got a week nine bye. They've got Arizona next week. Why not just rest up Alvin Kamara? You're 4-0 with Teddy Bridgewater as a starter. And I think looking at it, when Breeze went down, he said if they can just go 3-3 three and three in those six games, they're fine. Well, they're 4-0. So you're going to have to watch this one right up until game time because it is an afternoon start. That could be rough. But I, I think... You are nailed it, James, because when you look over this game, there's, there's not going to be any fantasy overachievers here.
0: So what's funny is now we go to another game where – you know, classic defensive duel, you would think, except no. I think the offenses are better. The Ravens taking on the Seahawks. Even this feels like it's actually going to be like a, you know, 20s, 30s type
1: game. Right. Instead of a defend your nest game, it's going to be more like seeing like a bird of prey soaring after. Yes. A little parakeet or something. I don't know. What a, per- <laughs> per- a little A little mouse, a little field mouse. There Reigns it is. And Seahawks here. Um, you like everybody in this game. Uh, These defenses, Jimmy Smith might be back for this one, but you know, on the Baltimore side, you like Lamar Jackson, you like Mark Ingram. I don't think Marquise Brown's going to play. I don't know. He hasn't practiced yet. I'm not sure who you would turn to in the passing game here other than Mark Andrews, but I think it all intersects back at Lamar Jackson on the Seattle side. Of course, it intersects at Russell Wilson and Chris Carson. Uh, the question here is with Will Disley out for the season, that was terrible to see. Yeah, that's uh, a bummer. Because nobody was getting, he really was a blocking tight end. You know, when he was drafted, he was drafted as a blocking tight end, and he turned into an excellent receiver before our very eyes on limited time because he missed last year with a patellar tendon tear. I think DK Metcalf is the guy to look at here to get those red zone targets that Disley was getting. They can't put Jimmy Smith on Tyler Lockett all over the field, even if Smith is back. I think Tyler Lockett remains a good play. You know, we'll see about David Moore and Jerron Brown. Uh, you know, it's more like Russell Wilson pulling a rabbit out of a hat here. And the Seattle Seahawks can sweep the AFC North. They can be crowned AFC North champions this week. <laughs> the can't stop them
0: i didn't even think about that that's good work by the seahawks doesn't really help them with uh, conference tiebreakers oh. and all that but still uh still good stuff all right sigmund let's get to it uh yep. you know it is what it is injuries on both sides both teams limping in mm-hmm. the eagles heading to dallas to take on the cowboys your thoughts sir
1: yeah these teams know each other really well you have pictures of like buddy ryan and which which then was it max and
0: uh no it was the other one Luis, um, I don't remember Lu, yeah one of those um, know, I think it was Luis you think
1: of the Eagles Cowboys there were
0: like a millions in Dehosses yeah, right segment, there was a time that we had multiple
1: grammaticas and, and there was a time we had yes and mol- Dehosses don't tell me kickers need to tackle look at those guys they can't tackle
0: <laughs> um, that's true NFL royalty right
1: there Sigmund absolutely
0: look they're like the yeah like the the bushes or uh, the uh, exactly, uh, you know exactly
1: yes a- a- so of course the, 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 the a- a- Lippincotts um, there you go look, this is going to be a great game. Uh, I think both of these teams need to approach this game because like, they're Super Bowl. Uh, I, I, I look at this, as you said, limping in. Um, on one hand, you're vulnerable. But on the other hand, you can l- really send your most hated opponent into a death spiral with this game. So what a game. Um, from a fantasy perspective, on the Philadelphia side, I don't. we're not going to see Deshaun Jackson, right?
0: No, no, I don't think so. At least I they're, they're
1: playing it up like I let's put it this way. I would be surprised if he plays um, I, more Dallas Goddard. I mean, I'd like seeing that against Minnesota, even though it was in a futile effort. Um, Nelson Aguilar might be outside of our circle of trust at this point. Alshon Jeff. Oh, he's way outside <laughs> our circle of trust. Uh, I
0: wouldn't, I wouldn't trust him to catch an apple. I was right. tossing his way.
1: Oh my goodness. Right. Or, or one of our witty double entendres that we like to throw out there. Right. Um, <laughs> look, uh, there's some interesting uh, miles Sanders potential is I love what they've done with him in the downfield passing game. And he seems very well suited for it. And Carson Wentz looks for him. Uh, but meanwhile, Jordan Howard has taken over the backfield in terms of running the ball between the tackles as he should. Uh, another story here, of course, is going to be Andre Dillard a left tackle facing Robert Quinn and Demarcus Lawrence. That's going to be important. But again, a a way to combat that is running is um, more of the passing to the middle of the field. Uh, We'll see. We'll see what the Eagles have up their sleeve, but I know they will be aggressive. I know they will not be conservative on the Dallas side. I mean, they've got their own offensive line woes. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, if they could be missing both tackles again, potentially. Right? Yeah, and a Cooper could be out. Uh, I mean, they're they're they maybe beat up worse than, than the Eagles are.
1: Absolutely, and I think from a ego perspective, I mean, who they really beat this year? What win do they have to hang their hat on to say we're a good team? The Giants
0: is their best win. <laughs> right. that's, it. that's that's what we're talking about. That's their that's handily their best win.
1: And they hear the stuff about Jason Garrett on the hot seat and things like that. They have
0: to. Did do. you see that video of them not high fiving him when yep. they came off? That no, was that's real. That was so bad. That is so real. Like that mm-hmm. is an indictment
1: it is it's just like when you look to see if like um the offensive lineman go to help the quarterback up after a sack or totally, like totally little things that you can see uh and dallas is the cracks are showing and this is a team and you look we, i talk about teams taking on the uh, personality of their quarterback and the personality of their coach. Well, I mean, if you take on the personality of Jason Garrett, you take on the personality of like I don't know, one of one, uh, Siri or something. I, A
0: wet blanket right? or something. Uh, yeah. But
1: it's the personality of the owner, maybe to an extent here, as I think the Cowboys crown themselves, and well, I mean, what are they going to do? Right, you're going to play Ezekiel Elliott for fantasy, but you're going against the teeth of the Giants. De- I'm sorry, the Eagles' defense. Uh, if you're Ezekiel Elliott. Like you said, Amari Cooper, even if he plays, they're laying all the predicates for him to not play or not play well if he does play. He's in a lot of pain, et cetera, et cetera. It's probably going to be a Michael Gallup game. That's your best player to attack those corners. You would see some more Cedric Wilson and Tavon Austin, Jason Witten, as far as targets in the passing game. Gallup's the guy I'm really intrigued by here. But I think this is going to be like a bar fight, James. You know, like think about where dudes are your bros are like 12 30 or 1 a.m. and if they get into a fight like on one hand it's going to be sloppy a lot of furniture is going to get knocked over a lot of innocent bystanders are going to take damage but on the other hand some of those blows land and knock teeth out and and it's it's going to be nasty it's going to be great for all of us that don't have a dog in this fight because i think both of these teams have to look at this game as one that's either a springboard into the second half of the season or one that really forces them to ask questions about whether this blueprint and these players can get it done.
0: Yeah. No, I think it's a great point It's a massive, massive, massive game. And I agree. It's going to be, it's going to be a a brawl. I think it's really a good way to put it. All right. Uh, Final game of the week, the Monday nighter an oddly confident jets team. Mm -hmm. They win a game and all of a sudden everyone thinks they got a real shot against the Patriots on monday night sigmund how do you see this game
1: oh i mean shouldn't we all be rooting for the jets in this one
0: oh my god the jets you know they just beat the cowboys they're in our good graces right? for wow and they, they we're, just... we're big at, yeah they blew it they sucked against us beat the cowboys love you
1: jets yeah and th- this is a, re- a renewed sense of uh vigor maybe i mean mathematically it would be tough right you look at this and you say "What did the jets start this year you know one and what are they, 1-5? They're 1-5, um, yeah. 1-5, and and you say, like, ooh, that's going to be tough to overcome. But let me tell you, after this week, the Jets play. Yeah, is a great point. Their schedule is unbelievably easy. Miami, the Giants, Washington, Oakland, Cincinnati, Miami, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. It's a
0: pretty easy schedule.
1: So they, let's get this thing rolling. Um, on the fantasy football tip, you know, you're going to play Sonny Michel because of the opportunities he gets, even though he can't punch it in at the goal line. You're going to play Julian Edelman. You know that's going to be the main man for – Tom Brady, James White should get a lot of receptions out of the backfield for PPR leagues. Josh Gordon, we're going to have to wait and see on his status. Same thing with Philip Dorsett. I I don't think that Gordon's necessarily trustworthy, even if he does play in this one. Um, Nikhil Harry could be coming back. Won't be surprised, by the way, if the Patriots make a move uh, at some point to help this pass offense. Tom Brady's a solid play, but the Jets, I think, are going to have some things to try to frustrate him with uh, Greg Williams calling aggressive defense. Now, you might say it's the Patriots, but stay, stay away, stay away, right? Who's this Patriots defense really faced? one arm Ben Roethlisberger. Ooh, or, really? I like this. You're making this point again. This is good. Well, but I they, like it. They, they faced Luke Falk the first time they faced
0: the it's Jets. Too, uh, this, well, this is the, the – like, the, the Patriots have had the – Easiest yeah. schedule I've ever seen for a Super Bowl champ. I don't ever remember a Super Bowl champ just coming in and facing like high school rosters. Exactly. In the, it's like,
1: in the second half of the season, they're going to face Philadelphia. They're going to face Dallas. They're going to face Houston. They're going to face Kansas City. So they're going to get some tests. This might be a test earlier than they expected, and I think the Jets rally around at home on Monday night, rally around the idea of we're going to unmask them. We're going to show the world that this Patriots team isn't everything that they've been cracked up to be. Uh, I don't know if I'm going as far as playing Sam Donald this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if Robbie Anderson gets free at least once in this one. I wouldn't be surprised if Jamison Crowder eats in the short passing game uh, and Le'Veon Bell. And this is now all of a sudden Le'Veon Bell becomes a really interesting player in this offense because it isn't all on him. He, he's somebody that's part of a, a symphony of, of a deep thread and, and wait until they get Chris Herndon back and Demaryius Thomas and all of his experience with Adam Gase. So, after all the ridiculing I've done of Adam Gase, I'm an Adam Gase fan. I'm a Jets fan, at least on Monday night.
0: Yeah, Sigmund, I you did a great thing here, and you you pointed out that the Cowboys and the Patriots both might not be all their crack up to be based on the schedules they played. And I just would like to, mm. from Eagles Nation, Context, Well done. Baby. It's always well about done. Context. Well done. Follow him on Twitter at SigmundFootballGuys dot All right, Sigmund, let's have a little fun. Let's go inside the mind, the soul. Of the great, the only, Sigmund Bloom, Sigmund, uh, I don't know why, and I think it was because I, one of the questions comes from a uh, uh, anniversary today, which we'll get to, mm. uh, but it just inspired in me about fictional characters, and I've been thinking about fictional characters, so fictional characters is our theme. I have oh, yes. The room, but, all right, let's roll. First question. If you had to choose one fictional character to, quote-unquote, save the world, who would it be? So... The idea of all, right. you know, we've got many save the world fictional characters. Who's your top choice if you have to save the world? Wow. Without obviously knowing what this yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like it's on it's
1: one, you know, um, I don't remember his name, but, it, you know, and I think I, I'm, I'm borrowing. I, I don't remember I'm, at least on two or three podcasts. Lately, I brought up Predator, so I don't mm-hmm. remember the name of Arnold Schwarzenegger's character in Predator. But that's who I want. I mean, the person who's facing some sort of alien being with unknown technology and says, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm going after that, you know. Um, really just pick any Schwarzenegger character, like Conan the Barbarian, you know. Give, give me – just give me early 80s. Or maybe even Arnold, Arnold – is Arnold Schwarzenegger himself a fictional character?
0: No, <laughs> <show> for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. It's true. It's a really good point, and a great answer as well. All right, next one. Uh, if you could spend a day with a fictional character, which fictional character would it be? You get to do whatever you want. You're spending the day with the person. I mean,
1: can I say Raoul Duke? Is that okay? Raoul Duke. The the Hunter Thompson's uh, alter-
0: Ah, yeah. Uh, well- Hmm, um, uh, that's a really good question right it's it's see, a really
1: good question what you Get james you're gonna ask me about fictional characters no and we're gonna start know, debating the, the nature of a fictional character but
0: that's, what makes, know, that's character. what makes it fun that's what makes
1: it fun right right um but not taking the low hanging fruit of, of raul duke um that i could just spend the day hanging out with somebody because you know it's funny because my head is filled with like no Henry Chinaski, but again, that's an alter ego. Maybe a lot of the best fictional characters are just us putting ourselves into stories. Um, how about for a day down here in New Orleans, Ignatius P. Riley, uh, just to hear all from uh, Confederacy of Dunces, just to get hit, fully get his perspective on not just New Orleans, but this Disney theme park ride version that I still love, but I'm sure is not like the New Orleans that was around whenever he came out of the mind of John Kennedy Toole. I love that.
0: That book is fantastic. That is a very, very good answer. And funny you bring up Disney, because mm. we'll, get, we'll get there in a second. You're like prescient, as always. All right, one more uh, before the final question. Um, uh, okay, uh, I phrased this poorly and when I wrote it down, so I'm going to rephrase it. But who is the best non-main fictional character of all time? In other words, who is the best, the story's not about them character of all time, in your opinion?
1: wow oh wow um let me think about this because that's a that's it's a it's a broad one yeah it is a broad one
0: and they're not the ones that and obviously uh, for those who don't know these are more of just gut calls that pop into sigmund's head you don't necessarily hold it to him and debate him why
1: one yeah. character was better than another. Yeah. You know, How
0: could you not say this person segment?
1: So I mean best is just so broad and I, I Yes. Like I, should, I use I it like I should, in a very vague way. I feel like I should come up with some really profound answer. But you know who I you know who popped into my head? Chunk from the Goonies.
0: Yes. That is that is such a ridiculous answer I love it.
1: The really I love it. And it's it's about you, him and anxiety and, 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 and with, do your friends really like you and can you rise to the occasion? And yes, you can. And his, the kindness in his heart, he's the, the, the story, the Goonies is really about him finding his place in the world. I love that answer with everything. I was a little chubby right. when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, me too. So um, that's why I love the answer. I was very chubby. Okay. Uh, last one, Sigmund. And you mentioned it. And uh, that was what inspired it is that uh, today in 1923, the Walt Disney Company was founded. It began as we are talking in 1923 today. So who's your favorite Disney character?
1: Hmm. So I've not really truly been like a Disney guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I, the Disney, some of the, there are some Disney movies that I haven't even seen. Um, and so when I say favorite, it's not necessarily someone that I wish I could emulate or be or someone that I really loved the story, uh, uh, the, the character and how it's all created around that. I'm going to go uh, old school here, James. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yes. And Fantasia. And I think that at in this day and age, we don't understand just how mind-blowing Fantasia was, and we how, definitely how far don't. outside of the norm Fantasia was at the time. And it was for adults; it was not for children, just like Bugs Bunny cartoons. And um, and remember, this is during a time. You know, uh, LSD was legal in the 50s and they're actually you can find Life magazine articles about like, here's a way you can have an adventure inside of your home and things like that. I think of that when I think of Fantasia and I think of the Sorcerer's Apprentice when I think of Fantasia because Mickey is us. Right. I mean, we have been given access to this amazing power to, you know, uh, use it for whatever we want. But then we have to clean up our mess. (laughs) we have to then use our resourcefulness to figure out how to undo what we did (laughs) so maybe undo what we've done james
0: that is a fantastic answer uh that that's why i love this segment that's why i love talking to sigmund bloom every week again follow him on twitter at sigmund bloom sigmund until next week my brother always a pleasure awesome awesome stuff from sigmund as always can't wait Till next week, we will be back to preview the week eight slate. Until then, have a wonderful week seven. Good luck in all your fantasy matchups, and thank you for listening to another edition of This Week in Fantasy.